Welcome back to What the Fertility Season 2. This will be our last episode, Amanda and myself chatting a recap of last season, maybe even season one, and kind of what um, next year looks like for us. So welcome. We're so excited. I can't believe like we already are finished with another season. This is insane. It's been two years. And I, I know, and I feel like I didn't, so I started... I'm like all like corporate healthcare girly. And so I started marketing us on our LinkedIn this time last year. And everybody was like, oh, you're starting a podcast. And I'm like, no guys, like we're into it. So um, I just, I can't believe it. Like two years of every single weekend. (laughs) I just shared to the, to the Instagram, like, I'm so pumped to kind of be wrapping up because we get our weekends back, but um, it's also been so cool to commute, like connect and just, even though you and I are right now pause on like the infertility stuff, I just still like feel like I haven't really lost touch with the community, which is really nice. Oh, a hundred percent. And I feel like it's kind of cool. Like, obviously when you go through it yourself, you have like all of your own, you know, emotions about it, feelings about it, but like hearing everyone else too. I don't know. I feel like it's just, it's just been so cool to have this community that when you're even on the other side of it, like you can still help so many people. And I, my sister-in-law has been like kind of walking through it. And I just feel like I've been not only because of what I've gone through, but now also hearing like other people's stories. I feel like I have so much more wisdom to even like help other people. I don't know. It's been a really cool experience. I'm just super grateful. Me too. And to your point, like when people ask me questions now, like for stuff I don't know about, I can either ask you or like, I can say, oh, go listen to like episode 13. Exactly. Yeah. We've done really, I think brag moment. We've done a really good job on the diversity of the episode. Which I think is like so helpful because not every story, which obviously we've come to realize even more so now Um, is that not every story is the same. Every, literally every single person has something different. And if you can even like take something from like one little bit of this person's story and one little bit of this person's story, like just to help you, I feel like, I don't know. I think we've done a great job. (laughs) No, I I think so. And I mean, we really, I like contribute that to our season one finale where we were like, send us topics, like, like, um, I was gonna say, recommend yourself, uh, nominate yourself to be on the show. And I think, um, you, the listeners being so willing to share and being so vulnerable, it's been really, really neat to share. And to your point, we've learned a lot. Yeah. So ultimately we are super thankful for all of our guests, all of our listeners. We still can't believe we've done this for two years and we just want to say thank you really. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much. And I obviously think we've decided to do another season next year with some changes. Three is going to (laughs) come. I know. I know. Like we are so like, we're so pumped of like, okay, two years, gosh, 65 episodes. Like I would say we're not novice anymore. Like we kind of know what we're doing and would love to get sponsors, would love to get ads to make this. I mean, Amanda has like her own company. She watches her kids during the week, kids and nieces, right? (laughs) Yes. And I work full time. So it has been like a huge time commitment for us. And we've started venturing in the sponsorships, all that stuff, looking at our media kit, which by the way, is really cool. We like we want to make not that it's not legit, but like let's make this like a real business. Like we genuinely want to, if we can just help more people, and it just like be widened by having sponsors and like 
providing services like that could also help you guys. Like, I feel like we just really want to take it to the next level. We do. And like some of those ideas, I mean, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure most of you also listen to like fertility rally or know like that, that like big event happens every year. We would love to get to that level where we could host more like community groups and then almost connect the community. Like our Instagram, we've also been pretty proud of our consistency. Every Sunday we post with, I don't think the exception of any Sunday. Um, And so we're really proud of that, but it only goes so far, especially when we're just we're so stretched thin for time. And we put a lot of our time into editing and finding the guest and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, being able to create more platforms, um, for you guys, as well as like Amanda and I've talked about, like creating like a miscarriage guide and putting more resources through the Instagram. And obviously it would just help to be compensated for that. And from sponsors, from a sponsor level, or even just like having a a stronger media kit. So we appreciate everything you guys do. Two things that would be super, super helpful, like over the next couple months, as you either go back and listen to old episodes, or you're just listening to episodes again, would be to download the episode, not just listen to it, but like download the episode or subscribe to the show on Spotify or Apple. That is super, super helpful for us as we try to grow. Yeah, for sure. And also write us a review. That is like such a huge thing for us. Um, and something we're super proud of. And we also want your honesty. So, you know, give us your feedback. If there's something you don't like, like, let us know too. Um, but obviously, you know, let us know all the good things and things you guys love about it. Um, because that really, it really helps us out for sure. Yeah. The review, that's a great point. Like, I remember we have two negative reviews, (laughs) like, you know, you just tie, like you hold on to those negative reviews, but they're good. The first one was in my opinion, fine. You know, don't talk about like t like terminating for medical reasons. Like, no. Nah. Someone's personal opinion. You know, and that's like, great. Entitled to it for sure, and that's fine. So that one was fine, and we were like, okay, like great review. That's we understand that we're going to be probably a little bit not everybody's cup of tea. But then the second one, do you remember this when they were like? the host just interrupt the guest all the time. And we'd rather yeah. just hear it. And I do, I shut up a lot more now. And yeah, I, t- like, I learned from that. Yeah, no, I mean, exactly. So it's super helpful. It is like, cause at the end of the day, we want this to be what you guys like want and what you guys can take out of it. And if we're doing something that's like not <laughs> for you, uh, then let us know. But again, like I said, definitely, you know, send us our, do all your reviews, send it to other people, have them review it for us. It really helps us out and hopefully helps us stand out so that more people can be able to listen to our podcast. Absolutely. Cool. Um, Did you want to kind of go over our podcast statistics just since we're talking about growth and like what we look like? I just, I can't believe it. I mean, honestly, like when you said, let's start a podcast, did you really think we would be doing like going to season three? No, I mean, like I was like, oh, this would be something so fun. Kat and I can do together. We have like mutual, like just kind of history, like just like similar things, like mutual interest. Let's just chat. Maybe it could be like this fun little thing, but never did I picture that we we would be going into a season three. We would have almost over 40, like almost 46,000 show listens, which is literally insane. Um, we are in, I think it's like, what did we say? How many countries? It's almost like like 60 countries, which means we can like now say international, which, okay. I don't know if you noticed this, Amanda, I went back to our website last night for, we had some blog hiccups. So this year, (laughs) 
<laughs> so I went again, back- a lesson learned. We're learning. We're still learning things. That was embarrassing. Okay, Amanda and I. It wasn't does Chris, great. Does Chris know about this? Yes, I told okay. him. Well, Josh yeah. didn't know, but we, we were charged like four hundred bucks for, anyways, copyright stuff of a picture. Okay. Um, what was I saying? Oh, I went back on the website, the website. Yeah. and our mission was literally to help women globally. Which I was just like, oh my gosh, because you and I don't even look. We just pulled, yeah, we just pulled these stats this morning. Like, I thought I'd be like, I forget to look. I always forget to look. But anyways, back to the countries. You want to list some that are just unreal. Well, yeah, literally our, obviously our being that we are in the U S our top one is United States, but our second top one is Australia. Like that is so cool. It is. And I think we can have Kendra for that one. No, for sure. We're super, super thankful she was on. Um, but we have like the UK, we have Canada, we have South Africa, we have Singapore, Belgium, Germany, Japan, Spain. I mean, the list goes on. I think I see Ukraine in there, like Russia. And it's not just like one listen either. Oh, we're talking like hundreds of listens. It's, it's cool. Like, it, I don't know. I'm like, this is so like, Which, who thought you and I from like literally little towns and like, yeah, South Carolina, Which, here we are. Which like, maybe is like your call too of you're like, I, we, a lot of our listeners have started their own blogs or started their own podcasts and like, they're doing awesome too. Like you can make yeah. a difference and you can connect women. Um, also to that point, if you are a listener that doesn't live in the U S like, reach out. We would love to have you on. We would, I mean, obviously we only speak English, but we will do our best to try. And I think it would be really eye-opening to, you know, the whole thing about infertility is like, you're not alone. And to Mm -hmm. almost hear like somebody in Ukraine going through it or somebody in Japan going through it and what it looks like over there too, which is also super different. Cause it's exactly like every country does it so differently and every, yeah. That'd be really cool to have like more guests on from worldwide. That'd be really cool. Really neat. Um, Okay. Let's wrap up this part. I think, I think really the last part of this is like, what do you guys want to hear next year? I, my mom's always like, aren't you going to run out of topics? Like what? And I, I thought we were going to run out last year, honestly. So I don't think so. I mean, it just like, unfortunately, and I like, it's horrible because it's getting so like, it's just more common now that people are walking through infertility that, and like we were saying earlier, everyone's story is just so different that I just don't feel like it's something that's kind of just like going to yeah. be like, done, you yeah, know? I, I agree. And I was so, one of the guests still never had my mom on need to do that. Um, I know. I, oh my gosh. My mom, literally, I guess we had talked about it. My mom listened. She was like, wait, I want to go on with her mom too. <laughs> yes. Mom. Our like, moms actually like, love each other, which is yes. really cool. <laughs> I know. I was like, that would be, I was like, we should do that one though in person. Like, I feel yeah. like my mom and I should come visit. Yeah. And like, we should like all do that. I feel like that would be really fun. That would be so cute. And I, yeah, now that we're moms too, like we could probably understand, or I can understand a lot more how much it hurt my mom and how much it consumed oh. my mom that I was going through it. Like we were talking before we jumped on, you know, Ben hurt himself this weekend, Brooklyn hurt herself and we were just a mess. Oh yeah. I mean, you just never want to see anything happen to your child, obviously. No. So like, no. I can't even imagine like as the parent, like seeing your child like emotionally just like wrecked going through infertility or going through a miscarriage or going through, I mean, all of this, like, I can't even 
Imagine what that also feels like for them. Things they can't help with. And likely I'm, I'm your mom too, like didn't even have the slightest bit of knowledge on what any of it meant. And I think oh. I said it on a podcast before, like my mom now follows like 90% infertility <laughs> people, but um, yeah. So yeah. So what do you guys want to hear? We'll add some of those little things we had talked about. The other thing we wanted to do, if you're listening and you were supposed to be a guest and you rescheduled or canceled and it just didn't, we didn't meet this timeline. Our goal was to be done by September. Um, we're thinking about doing like some Instagram lives while we're on our little hiatus. And so if that's something that interests you, um, I know we have some really cool guests. We just couldn't fit in this season. We would love to do a live and that is kind of like aligned, like aligned with our mission of just more involvement, community involvement. And you guys could like ask questions real time. Um, I thought that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I think that'd be really fun. We've never done like an Instagram live with somebody before. No, no. I think it'd be really cool. And like yeah. you said, you can ask questions live, which would be, I mean, amazing so- just for engagement. Like yeah. You so what I'll commit to right then and there. Yeah, I'll commit to on this one. I will get like an OBGYN on. And I think we asked them because when I was listening to Katie's episode that you so graciously did without me when I was stuck, contact oh. napping, contact napping. Oh, yeah. Um couldn't get out of that situation. Just a whole another story. Um, but Katie mentioned too, like you know, OBs aren't willing to run these panels or the, the suggestions for like the site attack or like, Hey, make a DNC decision. Now I, I work with OBs. So I've had a lot of these conversations, conversations with them. And honestly, like they also want to learn, which is kind of cool. Like my OB that handled my situation. And then I'm, I actually left her and went to another one because I just was getting so nothing that she did. It was just like, you know, I, you guys all probably have left clinics or whatever, but she reached out to me and she's like, what could I have done better? Like, hi, like, how could I have handled this situation better? So I think that'd be really cool to have an OB on. Yeah. That might not be able to answer like your actual, like burning questions of like, how can I get pregnant? But maybe could answer questions of like, why did my OB wait a year? Or why do you guys not run these panels? And we might all kind of be surprised at, um, either how we can help or like why they do it the way they do it. Yeah. Oh, I love that idea. I think that'd be really cool. I was thinking, okay. Yeah. I'm getting excited now for season three. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then I guess next year, if all things go your plan, you'll be gearing up for IVF again. And so I'm definitely, yeah. And I will be probably really, really present on our, um, like what the fertility Instagram and all that, um, just walking you guys through the whole transfer process. Um, and so I'll do, you know, like all meds, I'll take you guys on, um, my whole transfer, honestly, I'm going to probably not go live, but definitely at least do a video during my transfer. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be completely open with it when we do it and all that. And obviously the results, um, like live, like real time. So, so cool. I, okay. Do you feel like I, we already asked this question, but like, I'm hearing you say, like, you feel like the second time you just kind of like, you're almost like, um, uh, perfecting it of like, hey, now oh, I feel like I'm a pro. Yeah. Like I, I'm like way more confident in it. I mean, I'm also like six months out. So maybe I'm like, not as like nervous. Yeah like it hasn't hit me that it's like there's a potential that it can fail like I still think I'm like kind of in like oh it's gonna be great and you know um but yeah no I feel like I for sure just have this like confidence in it 
That's good. That's great. First time around, first time around, I mean, I was like literally a nervous wreck. Yeah, absolutely. TBD, it might change, come closer. (laughs) I know. Well, that's funny. You're saying that like I went, was I six months or seven months postpartum when I recorded the episode about only wanting one kid? I think, I think, yeah, I think you were like six months. No, yeah. like, ask me in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> ask I mean, you asking where are we are. I, I, it's so interesting. I do not hold those opinions as strongly as I did uh, when I recorded the episode. Um, what was so interesting. So th- just quick caveat that might be TMI, but um when you do have a baby and then your postpartum visit, they're like, okay, like they're pushing contraceptive. Like here's an IUD, here's birth control. Like, do you want your tubes tied? Like during like the recovery. So they push that a lot. And I think for women going through infertility, it's actually really important um, to think about that. If you do get pregnant and then how you're going to handle it. I was just terrified. I didn't want to go back on birth control. I didn't want to have an IUD. Like I didn't want any of that. And I'm in a unique situation where like I naturally could conceive, but anyways, we never, I never did. I just, I am obsessed with the flow app. I love natural family planning, whether it is to conceive or to not conceive. And so like, I have learned my body so well over the last, what, four years. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you can do this. I can feel when I'm ovulating now. Oh, I easily know it. Yeah. And I can know. And I know what side. Yeah. Like, no, me too. That is so crazy. (laughs) And before, so last night we were laying on the couch and, um, I looked at Josh and said, I'm ovulating from my left side. And he was like, Josh, I don't even know what ovulation means. I'm dying. That's amazing. But I said that to him and, um, he's like, I don't think you're just like, okay, whatever. But I'm this morning, my flow app popped up day 14, very likely to get pregnant today. And I was like, no way, like how wild. And I'm still, like I said, in those episodes, I still this morning was like, Josh, we want another kid. Like it's, it's our turn this month. Um, but then I'm also like that I, I am not, would not be responsible to even try this month because like, I'm still so I'm not, I'm not 10 feet underwater right now. I would say we are treading lightly above water with, with motherhood. But like, I do think, I just feel like now that I've like gotten my period back. Cause I think at that episode, it was like the first month or something like that. I definitely think that next year we will be trying um, right now. I I I knew you were going to try, but it's, it's so bizarre. Like I was talking to one of our guests on the podcast last night um, from season one, actually. And she goes, did I not tell you I'm already expecting? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, I got pregnant at six months. So she had her son. She had recurrent loss, did IVF, almost the same exact story as me. IVF failed. And then she ended up getting pregnant naturally. Um, so she's due with her second in November, which is wild. Um, and so we were talking and I'm like, that just seems so over. I mean, I was very respectful, but I'm like, that just seems very overwhelming. And she's like, yeah, but like, we didn't know, was it going to take us another two to three years? Are we going to get pregnant on the first try? And so I'm kind of in that mindset too. It's not like, I don't know. Like, but I have a question for you, Kat. Um, what is your thoughts on like, obviously 
I mean, I know you were going to do absolutely everything in your power. You went through loss after loss after loss. You tried IVF. Um, and then obviously you guys just got pregnant and it, you know, wound up working out and Brooklyn's your little miracle. Um, but if you like continue to have loss again, do you think you'll keep going or do you think you'll just be like, all right, she's our one and only, I don't want to keep going through this. Like, that's a great question. Um, I mean, that's like a big one, but no, it's actually twofold. It's a twofold answer. So same that you just said, you're six months out, you're all happy. You haven't experienced this in like, you haven't experienced a loss in two, three, four years. Um, I think I could, I think my skin is so thick and I have the coping mechanisms for miscarriage and loss. I could probably do like, you don't want to say I could do three miscarriages, right? That's awful. But like, I no think one, I, no one's signing up for it. Yeah. yeah, I think I could go. I think I could try for a bit, and maybe not. Maybe, maybe it's totally different this time. Maybe I have like a miscarriage next year, and I'm like, never again. Mm-hmm. IUD done. Um, yeah. I, you you don't know. Um, the second part of that answer, and I'll keep this brief, but like, I have been so pulled to adoption all year. Like, I have just. To the point that at night I Google how to open an adoption agency and like to the point that like I, I know it's wild. I, oh I mean, I literally I'm in I'm in like senior executive level level operations for medical clinics. Like I know how to do these things. And I just Josh and I talk about it. Like he came home from work at like 10 o'clock the other night. And I was like, okay, so what can I do? Because I feel like and now we're going on a tangent. But yes, I will <laughs> I'll keep you guys updated on that. Cool. Like, I know I'm just so interested in like what I can do because now that I've been a mother to a child, it is the hardest thing. One of the hardest things you can do and they require so much love. And I really don't think every woman is cut out for it. And the women that, in my opinion, women that have really tried for a really long time, I just feel like there's just like an extra bit of sparkle there that like, they're just great moms. Like Mm -hmm. they really, really are. And it makes me so sad that there's babies out there, like babies that are so innocent that even if you did provide 200% of the resources to get that birth mother up and running, like they truly just don't, they, they placement of that child would be in, in not only their best interest, but the child's best interest. And it's like, how do I feel that, fill that gap? Maybe it's not adopting myself. Maybe it is. Um, but we're just getting creative over here. So I definitely still adoption is still on the table for me personally. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. Could you imagine if you like started your own agency and like all of this kind of just unfolded, that'd be really, it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause when you're, when I was in adoption, oh my gosh, (laughs) I learned so much, like not even adopting. I learned so much of how some of it's very, very, very unethical. And like, it's very unethical, even like the best, even, even I, everybody knows the agency I used. Um, There were things I found out after I like paid a ton of money to work with this agency that I was like, what? Like flying women from other countries, specifically the islands and like paying them all this money. It's almost like coercion. Uh, Anyways, it was horrific. And so Josh and I learned a lot and like the cost 50, 60, 70, $80,000 were like, there's no, there has to be a better way to do this. And so Quiverful Adoptions in Greenville, South Carolina, who I did not have a good experience with, but the owners are adoptive moms themselves who went through infertility. Like, I feel like 
they did exactly like what my vision would be. And it's incredible. Um, but anyways, more to come there. I mean, that's a massive undertaking. That's a, that would change your life to do something like that, but it's, uh-huh. it's still there. Like I really just constantly feel pulled to like helping little babies. I love that. That's, I mean, I was not expecting that answer, but I love it. That's, that's so a tangent. Cool. <laughs> no, it was so cool. I mean, that would be amazing, honestly. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. if adoption is still in your heart, I feel like there's a reason for it. Yeah. And like, even if it's not adoption, though, just something like something bigger and more and like trying to tie in like my husband's a personal trainer. He's got the passion job. Like he loves what he does. I, mine is corporate healthcare. Nobody loves corporate healthcare. Healthcare is disgusting. Healthcare, corporate healthcare is a business. It's dirty. It's just, it's exhausting. And so it's like, how do I pull all these skills that I've developed over so long and like actually help people? Like whether it's a wellness center for like a miscarriage center or like, like infertility, all like a huge center for everything. And then like adoption's a piece of that. Like, how can I, I know. I know. Like I like pulled, and if they're listening, this is why I asked them. I pulled my um, OBGYNs just on Friday. And I was like, how many um, mothers do we deliver? So I manage five different hospitals across the state. So five different LNDs. And I was like asking them all, how many babies do we deliver every, every month or annually that are being placed for adoption. And so I'm like gathering those statistics and I'm like, I'm like, okay, right there. If I just had like, okay, these moms will be yours. We will funnel them to you. If like, I had like a consultant agency and I'm like, okay, right there, I could place 10 kids for adoption in one year. Like, awesome. Anyways. I'm done with that topic. Hey, That's amazing though. Kat, that's so cool. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why so so many more questions and wanting to follow along the journey. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay. What else? What else is going on? (laughs) Oh, you know, just uh, gearing up for, you know, fall and school going back. And I watch my niece, which, you know, and so she'll start preschool. And so Ben and I will um, just kind of take on all the everyday things now that Emmy is going back to school and perfect time for a little break. Mm -hmm, exactly yeah I've also kind of put the business um the boutique a little bit on the back burner um it's just been kind of hard I've just been and I've like I'm enjoying this season that I'm in of motherhood and I just like really want to be present and because you know Ben doesn't go to daycare or doesn't you know go to like moms or whatever like he's with me every day um I am like a stay-at-home mom that it's hard to also be working while I'm home with them um because I have my niece like I said every day um and so I've just kind of put the business on the back burner so I'm a little excited to like kind of kick that back up again hopefully and start that yeah that's just so so impressive I mean I like I I I would love to be a stay-at-home mom the energy that that requires are you just so I I don't know how I don't know how you do it I am. I'm tired, but I couldn't imagine leaving. So like, it's, it's both sides. I like, I, for me and obviously like working moms are freaking rock stars and like, I all power to you. Like my sister is this like badass corporate woman. And I like, it's just not for me. (laughs) Like I literally sob every day. If I had to leave Ben, like I literally drop them off at my mom's even to like do something. And I'm like, I miss like, and I know I I just couldn't do it. Like, it's just cut out for it. 
So I like, yeah, of course I'm tired, but like, I'm like, I would rather do this than. Yeah. I love that. That was another thing. Like I, the, actually my reasoning for almost wanting another trial or to try again is like, I've learned so much. Like the first with Brooklyn, I was so wrapped up in the infertility that I didn't think about the second part. Like I didn't think about what life looked like as a mom, yeah, because I was just yeah. like, she's not even going to like leave the hospital when I deliver her, which is appropriate and and normal. But like, like to your point, like I never thought about like, should I be a stay-at-home mom? Should I be a working mom? Should I like, how, what is my breastfeeding journey going to look like? How do I want to raise my child? Like, which is, it's, if you have that capacity and you're going through loss or you've recently conceived and you're going through, and you've been going through infertility, like I would recommend like really putting faith that this baby is going to come earth side and like thinking about the postpartum journey. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't. And like, I think that my first year of motherhood was a lot harder because I didn't think about any of that stuff and didn't prep or plan for any of that. And then I'm kind of like wailing. Like, I know you said, I'm not going back to work when you got pregnant with Ben. And for me, I was like, I don't know. I don't know what, like, I just literally, and that's fine too. Like, I'm just trying to like wake up and make it through the 24 hours. But I feel like most people are in your situation. Like, right. Most people are working yeah. and they like are going through infertility and then they do like God willing they get pregnant and they're like baby comes here earth side and it's like like you said you're so focused on just like having that baby and not even probably thinking about like future plans you just like want that child so desperately and like want the baby here so yeah I think that's such a good point is to like really sit down with your spouse your partner whoever like and just figure out like, okay, what do we think is best for our situation and like our family and what that looks like? Because it is, it's so different for every person. And it's like, it is. I mean, we're perfect example. You're saying you can't imagine going to work. And like, I love Brooklyn. God, y'all probably, if you follow me on Instagram, we're like, okay, we get it. Uh, (laughs) But like, I could not imagine not getting like just a freaking second to like, no, it's true. Yeah. I look at you and like, oh my gosh, you have to be so tired at the end of the day. And like, I have her a lot during the day. I work remote 50% of the time, but you know, my mom watches her in the house, but even that, like having to get up and like make bottles and stuff like, Oh gosh. And I want to say this, like in both are perfectly like amazing in its own way. Yes. They're both right. They're both like, so there's not one that's better than the other. I feel like that's such a huge, like, stigma that's like been there and I I just want to say like yes like if you're a working mom like freaking kill it if you're a stay-at-home mom like freaking kill it like you're you're doing your way completely agree and I only bring this up because honestly now I feel like that's my number one question how did you decide that you wanted to go back to work after we've tried so long we spent six years to get our you know they that's always like that and it's like it's a personal choice and Um, yeah, I, I don't even know the answer now all half the time, every other, every other Friday, I'm like, should I stay at home? Like you just, but then that seems very dumb. It's just hard being parent is super, super hard. And last thing on this topic, I will say when I was going through loss and infertility, people that then either just had no problems and had kids and would like complain about motherhood to me. I would get so mad. I'm like, you have no oh. idea. Your life's not hard. Mine's harder than yours. And I apologize for that because it is hard. It is so hard. It is true. And I know we've mentioned it before of even like not wanting to post things or whatever, um, because you don't want to be like insensitive to what someone's going through. And as much as I a hundred percent agree with that, because of course, like 
it's so hard being on the other side and like seeing somebody have what you want, but your feelings and your emotions and everything you're going through when you are on the other side are still so valid. So like you can still complain to your friends. Like obviously if your friend just like is going through a miscarriage, like I wouldn't just like go to her and complain, like be smart about like how you do it, but your feelings are still valid. 100%. Yeah. Last, we've actually, I think, recorded for a bit. Um, Last thing, because I used you as an example. So I had a girlfriend, she listens to our podcast, her one year anniversary tomorrow of her loss of her first pregnancy. And she is just like, what, like, do you have any advice for me on how to cope? What should I do other than like, break she's like should I break what'd she say should I break things cry in my pillow all day get drunk like she literally was like going through this thing and I used you as an example and I would love any additional input but I was like my co-host Amanda on the podcast like she and maybe I'm wrong but I think you let go white balloons like every like every (laughs) anniversary and I shared that with her and she was like oh my gosh, like I should put a positive spin on this and celebrate. I was like, maybe you should celebrate. And like I told her, my last loss was two years ago. And so for me to tell you to celebrate that on your very first one is much easier said than done. Um, But do you have any advice or like, could you share with listeners kind of what you guys do again um, to celebrate? Because I, I didn't do that. And I probably because I was like already going through my next one. Um, but I, I think it's tomorrow and this will air tomorrow. Um, I'd love to kind of share that with her as well. Yeah, for sure. So obviously it was like super devastating for us. It's our only natural pregnancy, um, genetic like child that Chris and I ever had together. Um, and so we, Chris got a tattoo. We named our baby, um, Shiloh and Chris has Shiloh on him. Um, and so that was like super special. Um, but yeah, we decided to let go balloons. Um, we just wanted something that we can like, I don't know. I just like, I'm like a very, so like, obviously I'm I'm really religious and I like, I still talk to the baby. Like I'm like very much like we see stars in the sky and I'm like, I even tell Ben, I'm like, okay, say, I love you Shiloh. Like, it's just something that's like a part of our family. Um, and so we decided we wanted to every year just make it always a, like a memory. And we never wanted to forget, not that you would forget, but we just wanted like something that we could like tangibly do. Um, and so, yeah, we let go of white balloons and um, we kind of just like talk with each other about, you know, what it would look like, like what the, what our life would look like. And we just never want to forget. So we just kind of have this moment every year we let go balloons. Now Ben is a part of it and he will let go balloons. And yeah, for us, it just works. I know for some people, it's not as like part of their, you know, yearly or daily life. It kind of just like not dwindles away, but like, it's just something that you don't talk about as much anymore after your loss. Um, but for us, we just kind of want to keep the memory alive of, you know, our baby. So I love that. No, I love it. I immediately thought of you when she reached out to me. So I'll let her know that we talk about it at the very end of the episode, yeah. but wishing her a happy day tomorrow. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. Really and cool. yeah, like she, I mean, you break things, cry, eat the ice cream, drink, like do whatever that works for you. I mean, my first year, I for sure. I mean, I 
100% did that. Um, and like, especially when you, you know, you haven't had success yet and you haven't been trying and you've trying to figure out, like, it's just very difficult, but thanks for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. Anything else other than recap, we're going to be gone for at least three months. Yes. We're taking a hiatus. Um, We'll probably be active. What's interesting is we'll probably be more active on social media because we don't have this. Exactly. Please, please, please leave us a review. We're so close to a hundred. And then message us. Like we, I know we Kat mentioned about we're wanting to do the Instagram lives, like even during our break. So message us if you want to like be on our Instagram live, if we've missed you, um, we're going to for sure do a couple of those. So stay tuned for that. And then our season three is going to come. We'll be back in January in the new year. We'll do our, our, our annual photo shoot, maybe. Yes, we'll do our photo shoot. We'll be back for season three. And yeah, we're excited. It's so crazy. Like we said, I can't believe freaking it. Yeah. Thank you guys, all 50 some thousand of you. We really, really, really appreciate it. Obviously follow us on Instagram. If you have not, that is where we will be the next couple months. Have an awesome fall, Halloween, Thanksgiving. We'll probably be back before Christmas, but yeah. All right.